I want to start out with a story of something that happened to my husband and I. Several years ago, we were in Europe and we were in Spain, thoroughly enjoying ourselves. We rented a car and head out to see a site. And I don't remember exactly what we were looking for. We had a map. The problem was we couldn't really read the map <laughs> and we didn't have internet to have the GPS. So we wandered around for probably two hours before we found our destination. And I think we stopped and talked to some people and all. But all that to say is we would have been there in 10 minutes had we actually known where we were going and had our map laid out ahead of us. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about having a family mission statement with a map. This might sound a little intense or complicated, but it's not because we're going to break it down and you're going to see the importance of having a family mission statement. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. Most businesses, governing bodies, or even churches have or should have mission statements that they rely on to keep themselves on track. So it's my belief that families should have a mission statement as well, including their goals and priorities and how they're going to implement their goals. So the next few weeks, we're going to take some time to figure out how we can draft and implement a mission statement for our family. And the whole family can be involved in putting this together. It's just not one person's responsibility. And the kids can be in on it as well. So we're going to begin that this morning. And I think we'll have a lot of fun. And it will be also good for all of us to have our mission clear. So let's get ready. Grab uh, two or three pages of blank, eight and a half by 11 paper and a pencil or pen. So go ahead and pause this, go get that and come back and continue. So have you ever been in a lake or an ocean and you were swimming and you were deep into swimming and you looked up and you kind of lost your bearings and you couldn't find where your towel was parked. You couldn't find the rest of your people and you just felt lost and you suddenly felt panicked. That is not an unusual feeling. And we often feel that way in our parenting as well. It really helps us as parents to know our landmarks, know our destination, and kind of be in thoughtfulness throughout our parenting journey and not just wavering and wandering. Do you ever see a fly in a closed room or something and it just jets all around? It's like making instant turns on a dime and it's like it doesn't really know where it's going. It's it's trying all these different things and none of them are working and it's sort of in a panic. Well, I think that's how sometimes we feel as parents. Things happen and we just pivot 180 degrees and try and figure out what do I do next? And this is what I want to talk about today. You've probably heard this thought, 
And I think it was attributed to Stephen Covey, but I don't think that he was the very, very first one to have the thought. And that is, whenever we begin on a journey, we should begin with the end in mind. That's what we do when we head out on a trip. We have a destination and we have the plan and we we kind of figure out how we're going to get there, where we're going to stop maybe and spend the night. And it depends how much of a planner you are. (laughs) But to begin with the destination in mind, begin with the end in mind, gives you the tools to figure out how to get there. And the reason I say I'm not sure it began with Stephen Covey necessarily was that Paul says in Philippians 3.14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Here, Paul's mindset is one of perseverance and focus on his end goal. So having your mind on the end goal is not a new thought. And I would say it's a biblical thought, as Paul describes here. He has his mind on the prize of that relationship with Jesus, and all of his life is geared toward that end goal. How often do you as a parent see something, a shiny object, and think, that's what I need, and move in that direction? And then you do that for a while, and then the glitter fades, and then you see another shiny object. It could be a thought or a a method of parenting, or it could be something for your family, and you jet off into that direction. And you're just bouncing, bouncing, bouncing from thing to thing. And does it really contribute to what your goals are? Do you even know what your goals are? I venture to say that not everybody knows even what their long-term goals are for their family. And this is what I want to spend the next couple of weeks talking about. How do we focus on the long-term benefits that we can bring to our family. We need to set out on a plan. We need to know where to start. We need to know the road hazards along the way, and we need to have a plan for how we're going to avoid them. And you can, you can do this. In fact, you're already doing this. You are already planning ahead in small ways. For instance, I am quite sure that you tell your kids not to run in the street or to look both ways before you cross the road. And we do this because we want to help them avoid danger. So you're giving them a look ahead to see how to plan for when that event happens. Have you ever baked a batch of cookies and do you leave them on the table right where the kids can reach them? Probably not. I didn't. I put them up high so they couldn't reach up to get them. I was planning ahead. I knew that if they could reach them, they'd want it and the temptation would be great and they would take those cookies. So I was planning ahead and I'm sure you probably do something similar. Here's one. Do you ever, in the presence of your kids, when you're talking to another adult, spell out a word that you don't want them to hear? I remember very well that I asked, mom, can I have some C-A-N-D-Y? I had figured it out because they would spell the word candy, so I wouldn't know, but I figured out what it was. So we do it already. We do it in many ways. You can probably think of a lot of ways how you look ahead and you can avoid some certain situations if you just do things a little differently. You do it already anyway, and we can do this for long-term goals for our family. And in fact, it's really important to do it for long-term goals of our families 
Because if we don't, we will meet big challenges and we won't know how to handle them. We won't be prepared to handle them. So that's what we're going to do today. And I just hope that you will join me in spirit and heart toward this. And if we can approach this very honestly, you'll gain a lot more from it. And you're only being honest with yourself because you're not going to share your answers with me unless you choose to. You could, and I'd be happy to work with you through this. We are going to take a couple weeks to do this. I want you to really take your time, especially with these first steps. And you may think, oh, I don't need to do these first steps. I need to jump ahead. But we really, really do. So that's what today is our initial steps. We know that when we plan the smaller things and think that's important, how much more important the bigger things are. I know we get so bogged down in day-to-day pressures and issues, and we need to just get past the next 10 minutes, and then life will get better. I know, I know, I know that you're feeling a lot of that a lot of times, but we also need to realize that things that we do now will affect how things go in the future. So what do you want for your family? What do you want for your kids? Have you thought about it? There will be a lot of overlap in these two areas. What do you want for your kids 10 years from now? What do you want for your kids 20 years from now? What do you want for your kids when they become parents? What do you want their priorities to be? What do you want your priorities to be? As a parent, it's our God-given joy and responsibility to train them toward what God would want for them. We don't want to be, nor do we want our kids to be, like the boat that's in a storm on the lake and is tossed about from side to side and front to back and loses its direction. Because the seas will get rough for your kids and for you. Do we want to be prepared? Do you want to be prepared? The way you can be best prepared is to look at your end goals and what is it that you really want. We're going to do that. We're going to begin today. We're not going to finish today. And actually, that's a good thing because I want you to have a week to really marinate in your mind and your heart and to really think about these initial stages. Keep in mind as we go through these exercises, and I hesitate to use the word exercise because I don't want it to sound like work but it's steps that we're going to take. But as we go through them, that not everyone is going to have the same goals. I'm not here to tell you what your goals should be. I'm not here to tell you what your priorities in your life should be, because everybody's are going to be a little bit different. Your family is different. Your family is unique, as it should be. As we go through this, I'm not going to tell you what to write or what to think. You're going to write and think from your heart. That will really also help you sort out God's desire for you because you, if you let him speak to your heart, not me, him, then I really think you're going to flourish in this. Okay, so let's get started. No more talk. You have some paper handy, I hope. Take a sheet of paper. You have it? Okay, so take your paper and fold it in half once. Okay, fold it in half again. So you have four quadrants, all right? So in each of these quadrants, each of these boxes, when you open your paper, at the top of each box, you're going to write a label. In the first one, you're going to write spiritual goals. The second one, you will write emotional goals. The third one, you'll write educational and mental goals. And in the fourth one, 
you will write physical goals. Okay, so after you have that all set out, we're going to begin by figuring out what are our goals. Because if you don't know your goals, you don't know the end, then how can you possibly devise a plan to accomplish them? You can't. And I want you to just write as many as you can think. You may need to do another piece of paper to go ahead and do a second piece of paper. If some of them, you just have so many possible goals. And I just want you to write thoughts, possible goals, thoughts, things that are even a little bit important to you. What goals that you could see as long-term goals for your kids and family. Don't overthink this. Don't worry about one goal being being more important than others at this point. If you need a little jump start at the end of this podcast, I'll give a list of what I'm talking about for, for writing goals. Actions are not goals here. Goals are like overriding umbrella ideas or thoughts or beliefs or things that you want to be important to them. Okay, let me give you an example of what these goals are and what they're not. For instance, don't write something like a goal would be to read your Bible every day or have your kids read the Bible every day. That's not where we're going with our goals here. Our goals are something like to be closer to God, that you want to have your goal to help move them closer to God. We're not at this point saying how we're going to do it, just saying what do we want for our kids as an overall umbrella. I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to take a lot of time. Don't be specific at this point. Be general. Again, remember, you cannot shape your kids without knowing what you want the shape to be like. That's kind of obvious when you're working with clay. You know what you want your little clay mold to look like. If you don't know what you want your little clay mold to look like, it probably is going to look like a blob. I don't know. Maybe you want it to be a blob. That's okay too. Another thing to think about in this is that your goals can easily change over the next months and years. And so your goals will change. And this is why it's really good to hang on to these. Maybe you want a journal and maybe you don't want a piece of paper. Maybe you want to do this in a journal and rewrite it all in a journal and visit it later. It'll be really, really interesting a year from now, whether you see your goals as the same. As you grow, as you grow in your faith, as you grow in your maturity, as you grow emotionally, as you grow in so many ways, you will see life very differently. And just keep in mind that this is an ongoing process. This isn't the end. And whatever you say now, a year from now, you could say something very different. And another thing I might add, while you're doing this, if you are really honest with yourself, you're going to make some new discoveries about yourself, which will be amazing. And some of them you might not like, but that's okay. Because remember, our premise for Adventure Parenting with Grace is there is grace for everything. God gives us grace over and over and over again. He doesn't just give grace once and say, that's it. Every day he gives us new grace for that day. His mercies are new every morning. So if you've discovered some things that you don't like, acknowledge them and receive them and give them back to God and let him pour grace over what it is that you discovered that you aren't pleased with about yourself. And that is okay because how do you grow? You grow when you discover things and you allow God to change you. So be honest and enjoy the discoveries, the good and the bad, because the painful discoveries will help you grow and the good discoveries will just give you more joy. 
I also would recommend that before you set out, each time you sit down with this, that you pray that God would lead you, that you would pray that your heart would be open to being taught, that your spirit will allow God to work in your life the way you've never expected. Okay, I told you I would give you some examples of of goals. Goals are not things that we need to do every day. They're not habits. Goals are the overriding umbrella that says, this is what I want to govern my life. So I'm just going to give you like three little examples, and you're going to have maybe lots and lots of goals and lots and lots of ideas. Okay, spiritual goals. Here are three examples. To know God better. Notice I didn't get into any details. This is the one I gave earlier about. I didn't get into the details of reading your Bible every day or praying or that kind of thing. I didn't get into that. We will get into things like that later. But for right now, it's like, what are my overriding goals? It might be humility. It might be compassion, these spiritual goals. It might be to understand grace and or mercy. Okay, what are some of the emotional goals that we might want to explore? It might be the ability to deal with anger. And again, we're not getting into how we do it. We're just getting into the umbrella goal. It might be learning to deal with frustrations. And it might be learning love and compassion, knowing knowing what love and compassion means. So those are just examples. Let's move to educational goals. What might educational goals be? It might be expand their knowledge in a creative way to learn how to focus and maybe learning how to deal with procrastination, dealing with procrastination. Those are just overall goals. Physical goals. Maybe your goal would be more energy for your body, but you might want your body to be more more healthy. You might want your body to have good dietary habits and you know, maybe a goal is to learn a team experience. Maybe you want your kids to have a team experience, maybe sports. So those are just ideas for you. So my challenge to you this week is to take these four areas and fill up the box. When you fill it up and you need more space, make another paper, fill up the boxes with possible goals. And next week, we will deal with those goals. You might begin to think about which might be more important than others. Just begin to think about it. But don't put, don't put yourself in a box on this. Just allow yourself the freedom to have a lot of expression of how you would like to see your family in 20, 30 years. And I know that's way out there. But in order to have some things that we want later, we have to begin with the end in mind. And please, please, please come back because we are going to do much with this. We are going to carry this into actually setting a family mission statement and a family code. I'm talking about code of goals and priorities. So we'll be back next week to talk some more about creating our family mission statement and family code. Enjoy your time with this. We'll see you back next week. And remember to rest in the Lord this week.